Shut up and sit down. Riding on my bike. So I'm in the hot seat, so here we go. I grip the handlebars as I overtake You are listening to the Dial Podcast with Matthew Cram, Evan Price, Lance Hepler, and Jake Fonturo. El asiento caliente está de vuelta. Hello and welcome to the hot seat. All of us will end up in the hot seat. Just riding on my bike. Riding on my bike. So embark on this journey with us, won't you? On the hot seats with me. Hi, and welcome back to the Dow Podcast. I am Jake Von Dering, and I'm here with Matt Legrand. What's up, ladies and gentlemen of the internet? You guys are looking Skype-tastic today. Skype. Yeah. Um, yeah, the way we have it set up is Lance is, uh, <laughs> I've got video showing of Lance across the table. Normally, I just look directly into his gorgeous blue eyes, but now it's through Skype. There it is. If he zooms in, things are looking better. <laughs> Stash is looking good across there. <laughs> On Skype today, Mr. Lance Hepler. It's Lance Romance roaming the uh, Western United States in the adventure van. Nice. Coming at you live from the Walmart parking lot in American Fork, Utah. Ooh, oh, yeah. Only the best. <laughs> and sitting directly say, across the well, table from me, hold on a second there, Lance, is Mr. Evan Price. Technically, Lance's right, kind of his 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 <laughs> yeah his front right direction. Yeah, it's digital this right. Is, this is great. We can actually ask Lance what he's drinking and see if he's lying to us or not oh, right yeah, now. that's true. Are you drinking an I'm, energy drink? Oh, no. Gatorade? Technically, I'm, Gatorade is an I'm, energy drink. I think so, yeah. Well, it's the Gatorade Zero. No calorie Gatorade. I'm not sure what good that is, but that's what I'm drinking. Yeah. I don't understand zero, that. Why zero calories? When you drink Gatorade, you try to replenish yeah. the calories. Don't you want calories? <laughs> and then yeah, it tastes better than water, and yeah. it's got electrolytes <laughs> in it. So it sounds good. Yeah. Um, what was that movie where they're like, it's got Idiocracy. 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 Yes, absolutely. It's got every electrolytes. Time, yeah. Every time I hear electrolytes, I'm always like, oh, yeah. That movie taught me that if you want your plants to grow, you just have to water them with electrolytes. It's got electrolytes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Excellent. All right, let's jump into some backpedaling. Lance, I think you were going to say something and I cut you off, but uh, why don't you go ahead and backpedal? But if you need to spit out what no. you were going to say. I'm just, you know, Walmart parking lots are very RV and van friendly as long as you don't get called by the cops. Some, so it, that's as long as you do Walmart parking lots. <laughs> well, it, for some reason, Walmart tends to attract um, people like Lance. Uh, a, a diff, a, no, a, a crowd that tends to break the law. I don't know how. The, the people of Walmart. Everybody spending. knows the people of Walmart. Like Lance. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Lance, if you get the cops called on you during this podcast, this will go down as the greatest podcast that we have ever had. If Lance gets arrested on on site, on location. I'm just just sitting here at the very back of the parking lot trying to mind my business while my wife is picking up more energy drinks for me in the store. I see you kind of like scouting, looking through the windows. I know, yeah. He's looking super sketchy right now. Keep an eye out for the cops. You know if the cops look right, in and so, see your mustached face, they're going to be like, yeah, that's the guy. Get him. I was going to say. <laughs> mustache, van. Yeah. He's going straight Ooh, to jail. Sunglasses. It's over. 
He matches the description uh, right, for on, every criminal we have. That's right. <laughs> I, I look terrible. My hair is not done. I rode this morning, and I just got, I just, yeah. How was your ride this morning? It was fantastic. I rode some gravel around Deer Creek Reservoir, uh, some with the dog and some all on my own. And yeah, just uh, there's a beautiful road there, like an eight-mile section of gravel you could ride out and back on in from Deer Creek Reservoir up to Midway, Utah, which is right near Heber, Utah. So that was that was fun this morning. Um, but the rest of my back pedal, um, I did hit 10,000 miles for the year this morning. Whoa, congrats, bud. Nice. So, wow. <laughs> And we're in October. So, and we're and we're at the beginning of October, which is uh, faster than I've ever done it. So obviously, I've been riding a lot. Uh, this is day forty-nine of the dialed one hundred, oh, uh, hundred days in a row. We're almost halfway. So we're, Are you we're sure about that? Halfway. Are you I'm sure? It's day forty-nine. It's, 48. it's day forty-eight. It's forty-eight. 48. Yeah. I no today's forty-nine. Yesterday was forty-eight. Wrong. Mm, Are you off on was, your count? Yesterday was forty-seven, my friend. I'm pretty I'm sure. probably off on my count. Oh, somebody's, somebody's got to fact check He's that. like, I Somebody ride so much I lost track. Yeah. <laughs> someone's going to fact check that. It's not uh-huh. going to be you or me. No. no. It's definitely not going to be us. I fell off the train a while ago. <laughs> well, I'm still on the train, but I know I don't know where I am on the train. <laughs> I never know. I never know. I always see like other people's posts. Lance is like 47. I'm like, I guess that's where we are. <laughs> somebody's been counting wrong. I did lose track once this week, but I thought I straightened it out. Anyway. Eh, who cares? <laughs> uh, the big... The big reason I came to Utah is because there is a company, uh, um, a race company that is actually putting on cyclocross races, and I did a cyclocross race on Saturday morning here. Wow. We need to applaud, yeah. applaud that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's awesome. <laughs> which one's applaud? So, I um, got to hold on a second. Yeah, Jake, keep going. Jake, keep Jake going. is not positive. Which one's the applaud? <laughs> <laughs> top right. Top right. Top right. Yeah. I think that's a laugh. No, that's button. a laugh. Go for it. <laughs> yeah. Oh, oh, you did a cyclocross yeah. race. That's yeah. so funny. That's hilarious, Lance. Whoa. Dang it messed up so interesting um they have several uh covet things in place obviously you have to wear a mask um for registration if you're spectating if you're near anybody else when you start up in the starting shoot you have to have a, a mask on once the race starts though you can drop the mask or not wear the mask during the race um the other thing is they had field limit sizes that they they, they could only um, register 35 people per field. So there were field oh. limit sizes. 35, now, that's pretty so, tight. Yeah, so that you could spread things out a little bit better on the course and, and that you know held with the county restrictions, the, the county COVID regulations that they've got. And this was near, this is in Ogden, Utah, that I did this race. It's um, a company called, it's Utah Cyclocross, and they have a series of eight races this year, I believe. Um, the first one was last week. I missed that. Um, the second one was, was on Saturday, uh, fast and, uh, flat course with just a couple of obstacles. It was super fun to get out there. There were, I raced in the 45 plus open division, um, which meant, uh, cat one through five, anybody over 45 plus could race in it. Um, there was only 15 people in my, uh, division. So, Cyclocross really isn't that big in Utah, I think, because it gets too cold. Yeah. <laughs> but I don't know. For whatever reason, I, we are spoiled in the Northwest. Um, our cyclocross races and our race promoters in the Northwest are really phenomenal yeah. with what they do. But this Utah Cyclocross um, company, they put on a really good race. It was good. It was well-marked. It was not that technical, but um, 
the course actually was on the infield of a horse racing track. And the infield is where they do the steeplechase for the horses. So there's all these horse obstacles. And so the course went around and through these different horse obstacles and across the horse racetrack. And so that was kind of fun. That's cool. Um, as far as the race went, uh, 15 people in the race. Of course, uh, within about 400 yards of the start, I pulled into the lead. <laughs> and um, I, I think the locals were a little upset um, because there were, there were must, two of them. Your mustache, came, for one. <laughs> my mustache, for one. And there, there was another guy from Vegas who drove up to do the race because uh. there's no racing in Vegas either. And so at, at I I led the first lap. I actually had about a 10-second gap on the field um, on the first lap. Um, on the second lap, the guy from Vegas caught me, and he sat on my wheel, and the two of us just pulled away from the rest of the field. So he sat on my wheel for about three and a half laps, and um, we just uh, kept putting time into the field. We got about a minute and a half ahead of the rest of the field. And uh, then with, like, two laps to go he like scooted around me and i just couldn't stick with him so i ended up in second place I you're not second. representing portland well you are vague i mean come <laughs> I on it. vegas you're gonna let vegas beat us we, uh, did, we did not send you out vegas. there for second place lance <laughs> <laughs> i did not win i'm guessing he's a he's a 45 year old and i'm used to racing in 50 year old classes so you know i had to i got beat up by the younger whippersnappers so <laughs> <laughs> um, it was very fun. They they very much made fun of my mustache, which I loved. Um, every time I came through the start finish line, um, I would take my hands off my bars, my bars, and I would twist the ends of my mustache with, <laughs> with a little bit of flair. And so, like, not only can he ride without his hands on the handlebars, but he can uh, fix his other handlebar mustache <laughs> while he's riding. Oh, that's awesome! Uh-huh. So the annu- the announcer was good and had fun and all that that's yeah that's cool yeah they were just mocking and having fun and it perfect. was it was great fun so perfect, just what a, just what you expect in a recycle cross is a little bit of mockery so i had a great time my my wife actually raced as well oh, she wow. decided to line up and go she's probably going to be ticked at me that i even said that um so we we just had a good time i had i had some friends that came and watched and it was just we've been great other than that i've been spending the week here in um in uh in utah with two of my kids and we've been going on hikes and we've been biking a little every day and that's my week well done did you sign up for all the other races that are left in that series it's probably like six races left or something or there's there are six races left my my plan is to try to hit as many of them as i can but um i just didn't know i'm gonna since the field is limited to 35 i didn't know if you were like i gotta sign up for all these just to go ahead and snag the spots i i don't know that's a good question i mean last week there were only 12 in this field and this week there were 15 so, so it grew like, by a few yeah yeah i'm not so much so i yeah. did see another guy from portland or a guy from hood river from the cross <laughs> pistols team that was cool um and uh yeah so it was it was neat it was cool to, to line up and do some racing again and hurt that well, much the guy so. who the guy who beat you this week was he there last week as well he was not. Neither of us were there. So you guys are so, probably kind of up there in the series points, and you're probably within shooting range or shooting distance of being able to like 
maybe land on the podium for serious points? Yeah, that's possible. Um, the guy who won last week ended up taking six this week. So we uh, we kind of rolled away from him. And I think the guy who took third this week flatted the week before or something like that. And so so you're right up there. Yeah, we had, it's yeah. going to be a battle. So we're, we're right up there. So It'll uh, be fun. Again, how, how much of the series are you going to stick around and do? Um, they, the, the races go through December 5th. Whoa. It all depends so, on if you get arrested in the Walmart parking lot or this not. This is that true. Really right. a, <laughs> this is all very whole, up in the, the air. The whole race series point system. Mm-hmm. If you know, if you know Bill, yeah. Bill I, works in, you know, at Walmart uh-huh. and he's a police officer and he, and he races cyclocross. He does. Yeah. So he just right. comes out, he arrests you and then that's it for the series. And this You're is, out. I mean, and that's it. This will be equal to the Cofidis affair, if anybody remembers that. They're going to raid Lance's, you know, <laughs> van. They're going to find all of that testosterone he's hiding in there. Oh, so. yeah. <laughs> That's right. You're going to find Coke Zero. Or, Coke Zero uh, yeah, and Monsters. It, it, you're, you're going to find Monsters and uh, Zero Gatorade. So mm-hmm. that's what you're going to find in here. And no meat, unfortunately. <laughs> but, um, um, yeah, there there isn't another race for three weeks. So there's a three-week break, and then there's a race every single Saturday other than Thanksgiving. So, you know, we're going to stick around. There's actually a gravel race in a week and a half from uh, not far from here that I'm going to try to go hit. And then, I don't know. Is that uh, the Belgian? I'm, I'm going to do it. Yeah, the, the Belgian waffle ride. Yeah. You're going to go do that? So the, I'm going to go do that. One of uh, our teammates also signed up, so he's going to meet me there. Yep. I so, was talking with him about that yesterday. Yeah. So that should be fun for us to go suffer a little bit. That, that's a whole different ball game. Cool. So. Cool. Mr. Mr. Evan Price, you had a weekend. Yeah. A week. Yeah. I had a blast of a weekend, <laughs> I guess. I don't know. I had, um, uh, on Saturday, we did a little group ride where the, the big news is we had two of our juniors make it through, uh, the, the full rack ride, which is awesome. Uh, Elijah Engstrom and Nels, as we've talked with Nels on this podcast, you know, they, they both made it through the century, which I think means now we can't hide from them by going further. And they're definitely faster than all of us in short races. So we're done now. We're all old. Nels and Elijah and all of his buddies are going to be faster than us already. It's already happened. Yeah. Yeah. It's, 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 (laughs) it's already happened. Um, I got to realize that when you're, you're not that great of an athlete with slow reaction time that, you know, you don't avoid crashes too well. So if I was in the tour de France, I'd be crashing almost on a daily basis. I'm sure. I saw your elbow (laughs) there. Yeah. We had a, you know, when, when, when you have like a group ride and this was, you know, was not that, that big of a group ride, but I think a lot of us have not been doing, you know, much group riding this last year. And for me, it was, uh, going, um, we were just going in a flat area and I was, in the drops out of the uh, out of the saddle, which I do frequently, and probably is not that great in group ride, but you know, it, it was ju- just in that position. It was bad timing where somebody popped a bottle, and I kind of had to sw- there hit the person in front of me so that he had to kind of swerve and then swerved into me and just caused this little chain reaction. And of course, the as I was doing the, the the least athletic guy was the one who went down, which was me. So outside of just landing on my hip, that was absolutely fine. Bikes decently good. I probably need to bring it in this week. And have this mechanic guy who works in the same clinic that I do check it out. Hmm. <laughs> and, uh, but no, yeah, for, for for me it was actually not that bad because it kind of made me realize like, hey, it's probably time for a probably time for a little off season right now, or at least to pretend like I'm doing an off season for a second. Is that the plan? Yeah, yeah, probably. Uh, this week I'll need to take a break from running just because I'm sore, and then. Oh, really? Crash was that bad, huh? 
I mean, like, I'm just, I'm just sore. Yeah, no, it's, it, it, it really was not that bad, bad of a crash, but I'll probably be able to still ride this week and maybe so swim a little. No bit. track workout this morning. No, 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 no. I'm definitely not willing to turn over legs that fast right was now. This, which day was this that you? Uh, Saturday. Saturday. Saturday's ride. Yeah, yeah. Which was a beautiful. It ended up being a beautiful day. Very, very foggy to start the day, but then ended yep. up being really good weather. So that was good. That was basically the weekend. Caught up and watched the. London. I watched the whole London Marathon, which was pretty, pretty crazy. Not at all the result I thought was going to happen. Um, Elliot Kipchoge, as as champ, will I'm sure skip over. Elliot Kipchoge finished eighth <laughs> in uh, the London Marathon, but in big news in the women's field, Sarah Hall sprinted to second. Yeah, that's which crazy. was awesome. Ryan Hall's. Uh, well, well, I think Ryan Hall is now wife. her husband. If we're gonna, yeah, yeah, yeah. that's. But she's race of her career. Race of her, absolutely. Yeah. I mean, right, right. But in my opinion, she she's first of the humans in the race. As Kosgi is so. I mean, the, the the Kenyan woman who won the race is just head and shoulders above everybody else. Uh, and Sarah had to sprint to uh, beat uh, third place at the end, which was just a great sprint finish. A uh, similar type of finish in the men's field where. It was a group of three guys who had to whittle each other down the last like 400 meters and made for one heck of a finish. Yeah, but um, uh, Kip- Kipchoge got dropped earlier in the race. So Sunday on the trainer got to watch all of the London Marathon, which to to me marathon watching marathon racing is actually kind of exciting. I like I like I watching too. those long like it, it's cool kind of guessing like okay who looks comfortable in the group who yeah. looks because it's, it's such a race of attrition. It's weird because you'd think that watching a you know two-hour race would be yeah. super boring because they're just running yeah and i find it like great and fascinating yeah. I, I don't feel the same in I'll even like and i love watching the tour de france but like there's so many stages where it's just like yeah. they're just riding in a big group and it's a, yeah you know anytime you get into the mountains it's it's riveting but like a mm-hmm. lot of the stages it's oh, a boring. moving day stage i'm not gonna and watch what's really last what's really sad is the time trial stuff is boring and i love time trialing obviously yeah, yeah. but i feel sad that it's one of the most boring stages to watch in the it tour. Is. It's got to be mountains. That's why the Giro's great, yeah. which we are now into this week, apparently. If anybody, we we should like post a schedule of the professional cycling races right now because it is. Haven't such, we already done that? I think I think Sean Sean yeah. Martin on our page did. Yeah, but it's such a. I had to be like told two days before the Giro started. I was like, oh yeah, that's starting like now. You had guys like yeah. going and racing Flesh Wallon, going to so. What was the race that they did like right before? There were guys who raced that race and then went to the Giro. It was like Forgoson was one of the guys. Um, Peter Sagan? Was it? Yeah, yeah. Peter I think Sagan's in there. There was one one day classic that was literally 48 hours from the start of the Giro. It was like, wow. race, boom, now you're in the Giro. Ooh. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It may it have was. been Flesh Wallon. I'm, I'm not positive. I need to look at it. It must that. have been Flesh Wallon. Yeah. How yep. about we save this for the uh, backpedal? For the backpedal. Back sorry, news. For the lead-out news. Lead out news. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Matt, you want to backpedal? I can be quick on backpedaling because cool. I didn't do much. I rode Zwift. Saw you on Zwift a couple times. Tried to throw you, throw, throw a thumbs up at you. but Again, I didn't see you. I know, I know. That's because you're so fast. Shoot me a text or something. I'm, I'm no, generally not staring at the screen when I'm doing Honestly, that. Honestly, I, I, you know, it's cool. Multitasking, like crazy. Yeah, multitasking. Yeah. I, I I usually use that as my time to like zone out and not work, but um, yeah, Zwifted quite a few times this week. I think I rode outside on the weekend, Saturday and Sunday, and I think that's going to be the pattern for a while. Yeah, just because life's busy. Well, that and days are getting really short. Days are getting short. The weather is coming. The weather is coming. Yep. You know, I would love to say that I would get outside today. It's beautiful outside. It's just I'm concerned that it's not going to happen with work stuff. Yeah. 
Uh, I swam outside in fall at Fallen Leaf Lake. That was nice. And this is a swimming. Nice. Po- this is a swimming podcast. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's right. Mm-hmm. So uh, that was super cool. Um, I was testing a whole bunch of watches and some really cool stuff that's coming up on my channel. Uh, I'm really excited about that. Uh, and Sean Henry came out there with me and helped me film, which was super nice. Like he was just like, this was middle of a work day on Thursday. And he was just like, yeah, I'll come out there. And I was like, really? And he was like, yeah. And then I thought he was going to swim with me a little bit, but he was like, man, just film some stuff. And he didn't really, but it was, I mean, super nice of him to like come out there, do all the camera stuff get in the water a little bit, help me move all the junk around and stuff. It was just really nice to, you know, have help. So I mostly film myself on these things. And so I know you've, you talked about have, that. You have to make the decision between, do you want to work out today or do you want to get a good video? Yeah, it's mm. right. And in fact, that was actually the case with this swim where I basically swam. Um, I swam once out and back, which is like to the first buoy, which is 200 mm-hmm. meters ended up getting a thousand meters worth of swimming in because I was swimming back and forth for camera stuff. And I, I literally had probably five products to test. And so there was a lot of like switch, switch around this, switch around that, and then try and get a video of that video of this. And it was great because it all worked out in the, water is beautiful and it was like sun Dang. was kind of starting to set a little bit so it, yeah it, i'm excited for some of these videos nah. to come out but um open water swimming lance let's do it were there more people over I, there or I, have there been more people over there recently was, because of was, the other lake being drained and toxins no, and all that uh, fun stuff? we had the place to ourselves the whole time um after sean left there was one like old couple in their 70s that came and um the old lady went and swam and then, oh, cool. and then I was talking to the older gentleman and he was talking about all of his swimming glory days and stuff. And then he was like, well, it's, yeah. too, it's too nice not to swim. So he hopped in and he swam a little bit and it was just cool. I, I mean, was a stroke pretty, they were mostly keep, keeping their head up out of water kind of swimming, Gotcha. which I don't really consider. I mean, swimming. I mean, it's, yeah. it's more just enjoying the lake and enjoying the water. Yeah. Uh, which was cool. Yeah. It was super nice for them to be out there and be, they were, you know, looking at me like I was a crazy person. Cause I'm you know, got all the camera crapola and yeah. just, you know, had all these watches and just, I'm just such a weird person. Did you tell them to watch you on YouTube and then they're like, what's YouTube? Yeah. Or, okay. That's, yeah. that's the conversation we had. <laughs> they said, what's YouTube? And I tried to explain that to them, you know, it didn't work. the yeah. internet is a series of tubes. Yeah. You see, <laughs> so. which, which day is it on? Yeah. <laughs> which day? What which, channel? Is it AB? You check, check, check your local listing. Yeah. I don't think I get YouTube on my cable. <laughs> yep. That's how it went. Cool. I'll blast in real quick. Uh, five of my seven days were on Zwift. Ouch. Kind of like Matt. Yeah, I think I had the same. I, I snuck out on Friday and rode the gravel bike. Um, Did you? That's cool. I just didn't want to be on Zwift again. And it was one of those things where I'm like, all right, I can ride on the gravel and I can get away with it being a little bit dark, which it was a little bit dark when I got home. But yeah. it was still a nice ride. And on Saturday was absolutely nuts. I totally wanted to go on that ride with you uh, uh-huh. to do the century, and it just didn't work out. So um, I, again, was pressed for time, got on Zwift then. And then Sunday, finally, a day kind of opened up where I had a, a, a moment of time where I could go ride. So mm-hmm. went on a little ride with um, Ian, Ian Gibson, team yep. Ian Gibson, yeah, Ian, yep. and Chris Surratt. So we did the uh, – Oh, nice. All the Washougal climbing, all the little Washougal monument climbs how out did, there. So. How did you feel? Did you? I mean, because that was kind of where you had your big crash. So, did you feel safe out uh, there? Yeah, it was. The traffic wasn't bad for Sunday morning for just the entire day. Um, That's good. Yeah. I, you know, when we first got started, I don't know what it was. I had just like this low grade headache, and I'd drink a ton of water to try and get that go away. And mm-hmm. my, like, oh, this is gonna be a crappy ride having to keep up with these two guys. You know, because yeah, Ian is. 
how old is he in Lance? 59? He's 59. And he spends yeah. like a 40-year-old? <laughs> so, yeah, yeah so he, he does. He's, he's like, he, I don't know. He can still hit like 1,400 watts. Yeah, he's pretty 59. Yeah, looks he's way younger than 59, Deceiving, too. and he's got he like the, yeah. the most ripped, shredded calves you'll see. He does. He's got very, very ripped legs. And then yeah. we all know Chris Surratt is an absolute monster on the bike, so I'm like, all right, this yep. is either going to be a really long day with him, but uh, we've got five, ten minutes into the ride. Well, actually, I went out and rode for 15 to 20 minutes, um, because everybody knows me, what, what what do I usually do about twenty minutes into the ride, Lance? Pee. You, yeah. you got to stop and pee. Yeah. <laughs> yep. so, so I figured if I left a little bit early, I could meet them at the um, the place where we're meeting, and there's a restroom there, and I can get it out of me. But um, so I, I started to feel a little bit better, started riding, and then like five minutes later, it was gone. So I was like, all right, sweet, and um, yeah. immediately went into like oh, there's a segment here. Let's see if we can get this segment. So, yeah. Nah. <laughs> yeah. So we chased the segment down, and lo and behold, um, good old Garmin on mine, uh, my bike was uh, not having fun with the GPS. It was giving me the live segment and got the KOM per the Garmin, went back and checked Strava, and it doesn't even show that I went through the route. So I uh, kindly handed over a couple KOMs to uh, Chris Surratt and to Ian Gibson. <laughs> they can keep in their <laughs> shelf. I don't know, whatever. I, I did 100% of the work, which was kind of funny, but they got the, the glory. Um, but yeah, we went and did that ride and it was 5,200 feet of climbing and about 55 miles. And yeah. I felt really good. Yeah. You can do that in Washougal. You can get like yeah. a thousand every 10 miles. Pretty yeah. Easy. yeah. So yeah, I tried right. to stay yeah. seated for just about all of the, the climbing. So I wouldn't mm-hmm. aggravate my shoulder and just, um, spun up the hills and was pretty good. Those are, not easy. Those are definitely not easy hills just to spin up on. Either. No, I mean, no. we even went up like maybe mines. We did yeah. sky, we did Vernon, we did, um, you know, Vernon's whatever. tough to spin up. Yeah. That's so, a real hard so, to spin up. Yeah. did all of those and that was a good time and i uh, had another ride where it was three hours long and my normalized power was just under i think i was right around like 310 for the three Jeez. hours so god. felt good wow. yeah god but that's about Shul- it and shoulders doing well no it's no. it feels oh. like crap so okay today mm-hmm. is today's a bad day ah it's pretty sore and stiff yeah. yeah it's i don't know it, it just seems like it's like kind of regressing but the the upside is is mm-hmm. i can still ride a bike fine yeah it's not bothering me on the mm-hmm. bike so long as i don't do anything kind of nuts um oh and that was another thing too I, I rode a bonus ride yesterday my son's like dad can we go ride mountain bikes i'm like i'm like feeling like a little bit shattered from this ride that we did earlier but oh, you know what that actually sounds kind of nice yeah let's go so we jumped on the mountain bikes, but mm-hmm. I just don't have the strength and the stability in my shoulder to like ride. And I tried taking my gravel bike on some single track stuff when I rode that Friday and it just doesn't, it doesn't feel, I'm not going to say unstable. It just doesn't feel like it has the strength to do that. And it was the same thing mm-hmm. when I was on the mountain bike, but still out there riding, having fun. We rode for about a half mm-hmm. an hour and good times. That's good. Cool. How much is he getting out on the mountain bike? He rides all the time with his buddies. That's good. Like he'll go That's down good. to his friend's house and they'll just go ride. Go do they go to the, yeah. yeah. The, what's that place called? What do they call it? The, the bunker. The bunker. The bunker. Thank you. Yeah. They the were bunker. at the bunker. I He's, hear them sometimes yeah, when I'm yeah. back there. They, they ride from my house to like, you know, where like the <laughs> Walmart parking lot, you know, where the, the Minchies is at? Yeah. They yeah. ride to Minchies from my house. It's actually, there's some back ways you can That's go. It's yeah. <laughs> not bad. Yeah. That's he's like, on the way he's back. like, dad, I only have to cross like one big street and there's a stoplight and we can just wait for the light. I'm like, all right. Yeah. So he's doing what I was doing at 11 years old. Right. Yeah. Isn't it weird? Like we're like, well, when we did that, we did the same thing, but without helmets. And now we're yep. like totally hovering parents, right? Like you're like, oh, yep. I don't know. You got to right. make sure you stop at those stop signs, you know? And yeah. It's uh, it's, I, I don't know why, but as time progresses, you're more and more protect, protective, I guess. I yeah. don't know. But um, well, there's a lot of people who know Barrett just because they know me and they know my wife right. and they just are sensitive to people out riding bikes. So they see them. Like you mentioned that you saw Barrett and like, 
Yeah. He wanted to go up and tell me, you better slow down. Like, and I told him, I'm like, hey, I heard you were bombing down a hill. I was like, what? I'm like, right here. And he's like, really? I'm like, yeah, I've got eyes everywhere. So yeah, totally. Um, yeah, it's uh, <laughs> it, it's pretty funny. But anyway, that was uh, that was something that. Um, Although maybe he should be able to bomb down a hill if he's safe. You know, I don't know. It's I think it's fine, but it. I would, you know, my heart races when I see kids that are doing things that are even slightly unsafe or whatever. So yeah. you're like, you know, you don't want anyone to have a big crash. Yeah, for but, sure. But biking is that's biking. Yep. So yeah, cool. All right, let's kick this into the. Uh, Lead out news. Lead out news. Champs. Champ Bailey. Where you at, Champ? If he's on location. Champ Bailey in the Walmart parking lot. Oh, <laughs> Champ Bailey's at Walmart. <laughs> I'm in the Walmart parking lot. Mm-hmm. Coming to you live from Walmart. Coming All right. to you live. Champs, Champs had a rough we week. Got, yeah. <laughs> stuck at Walmart. Champs, Champs funding is my... it's getting gutted. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so there were some races that started to ha- happen this week. A couple of classics went down. Uh, the first was Flesh Wallone, mm-hmm. and Flesh Wallone was yeah. Yeah. won by Mark Hershey. That one heck of a that, finish too. That that Swiss kid from what is he? Twenty two. Yeah, just good in, good season there. Like is Hershey twenty two? Yeah, yeah. he's what like a, the same age as Pogaccia. What a season! Yeah. God, can you imagine those junior races when, like, Pogaccia and Hershey used to race each other? They just, like, blow well, the field away? Yeah. I mean, we didn't know about Super him last awesome year, did we? That he was there. No, 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 no. no. Yeah, no. They're, they're unreal. The next uh, big race that happened was uh, Liège, Bastogne-Liège, with yep. all sorts of drama at the finish. Did you watch it, Matt? No, I didn't watch it. Oh, I saw all But I heard, crazy. I did read a little oh, bit yeah. that there was... Okay. So, again, big, gigantic, long, 270-mile or 270-kilometer race, uh, Liege-Bastogne-Liege. Uh, it came down to the very end. Five guys broke away. That included Alaphilippe, Roglic, Hershey, Pojakar, Pogaccia. Sorry, I said that wrong, and I can't remember who the other guy was. There was, there was five people that, that had broke away just in the very end. Um. Right at the very finish, um, Alaphilippe uh, gets the jump on everybody and hammers away and is crossing the finish line, and he posts up where he raises his arms in the air for winning, and Roglic out-leaned him. Jeez. He pulled up so, way Alif- early. Like, I mean, he, he was like he, 30, 40 meters from the line, decided he was going to put the arms up already. Yeah, it was 20 meters that he posted up yeah. and thought he had it, and and everybody else kept racing, and <laughs> Roglic ended up coming around him on the outside and winning the race. And Alaphilippe actually ended up getting relegated because when he posted up, he cut into Pogaccia, who couldn't sprint around him, and so he ended up, uh, um, they, they gave him fifth. He thought, here I am in the world champions jersey because I just won the world championships. And he just uh, celebrated too early. So that was that was a bummer for him, a kind of a bonehead move. But uh, still, he's had I think kill. we all make dumb mistakes. He's had a good season. kidding me? Yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, the guy's phenomenal. He's in the yellow, world champion. And then, like, yeah. he's got this, like, he's, these moves. He, he's incredible. Too much panache. He's got way too much panache. And that, that came back to bite him yeah. there. I actually think, Lance, I think he got relegated for actually the move. 
I think it was actually prior to when he put his hands up. I actually think he swerved right before that. He had a couple. If you watch that that last well, like, he, kilometer, he jumped on somebody's wheel. Yeah, he jumped on somebody's wheel quickly. Yeah, yeah, but, he. Uh, I, yeah, he just he was kind of all over the road, which. I don't know. To, to, to me, it's like in that group, I mean, as great as Pogac is, like if I'm Philippe, I'm pretty confident I'm going to win that sprint. He kind of did some things I don't, he didn't need to do. But Le- the thing with Liege bust on Liege is that's, I think, still the longest one day race on the calendar. Um, I want to say it's almost like 160, 170 miles. So it's a I super. Milan-San Remo is longer. Is Milan-San Remo longer? But I thought, I thought it was Liege bust on Liege. Is. But I could, I could be wrong there. But I mean, it's either way a super, super long day. And that's, I think towards the end, maybe he just wasn't thinking as clearly maybe right. his debt perception was a little off there that's a good point <laughs> it's, a long yeah. day. Uh, it's a very guess, long day guess who else was on the uh podium for that race mark hershey yeah. again who just won uh flesh alone he was on the podium there i think i think alaphilippe actually cut off hershey i think it was indirectly pogaccia too but i think it was hershey right right in front of him yeah and then, uh, interestingly enough, just 20 seconds behind the leaders, there was a field sprint, and uh, Matthew Vanderpool won that field sprint for like seven place, six Yeah, Van- Vanderpool like was so doing a lot of work to try to bring them back. Was in the race. Yep. Yeah. And we see, where's so Woot? So on to the Euro. <laughs> yeah, I don't think Woot was in this race. No, I don't think he was either. But no, nope. I'm not sure. But on to the Euro d'Italia. There, um, they have had three stages so far. The first stage was a time trial, and then there's been uh, two other stages since then. Um, the biggest news so far, um, boy, uh, Durant Thomas, who had a great, he put some time into all his rivals, and he was kind of gearing towards this, hoping that this is this is a, a Grand Tour that he could win. Um, he did very well in the initial time trial. He stuck with everything on day two. But this morning, day three, he crashed and uh, was not – he didn't have to abandon, but he was not able to hang with the leaders at the very end when they climbed to the top of Mount Etna, and he lost 12 minutes. So he's now back in 50th place, and he might have just lost his chances at winning the Euro. So now, didn't that, Peter Sagan like do well and yeah. end up in the mountain jersey? Yeah, King yeah. of the Mountain. So, after so what was it? After stage two, yeah. <laughs> was that yesterday? I think it was after, after stage two. Yeah, at, yeah. It's crazy. Stage two, yeah. it was there was kind of a mountain finish, but not real high, like only four points, not twenty points. And Sagan did well enough to win the mountain, the King of the Mountain jersey, which he probably gave up today. But right. yeah, yeah. Uh, I, don't, I don't think he was in still, the last election. On still, is that? I mean, we can't imagine that he's had many of those opportunities. Guys, still, a, no. I was gonna say, guys, still a great bike rider. I mean, he he really is. Regardless of what people want to say about his Tour de France yeah, performance, that, that guy can still ride a bike fast. Right. Rough tour for him. because yeah. he didn't win a whole bunch of stages like he usually does. But yeah, and he, and even if that last you know, max sprint of his is gone for the rest of the career compared to what he used to be. This guy still can go out there and, and hang with the best breaks. He can make moves. You know, I mean, it's just, I think we're just seeing a changing of the guard at the very top end, but the guy's still yep. going to be around for a while. In my opinion, he's, he's still a very fast bike rider, no matter how you slice it. I think it'll be interesting to see if his prep for next year's tour is different. And if things are just different for him, I yeah. don't know. I mean, we'll see. It just becomes a one day, just like yeah. a purely one day well, that'd guy. That'd be cool. Just goes for classics, and that's it. Yeah. I don't know. I I would not want to that's, be racing uh, these these young kids. 
That's all I got for uh, bike racing news. We talked about the London Marathon a little bit and Sarah Hall, her fantastic performance. Mm-hmm. Yep. And um, 222? Is that what, yeah, I think so, like yeah, because the winner was 218, and I think she was a couple minutes back. But Yeah, yeah that's, that's pretty legit. That's very right legit, there. especially on Solid. a not good day. I mean, it was rainy, day. cold, yeah, it was and it rain. was a 19-lap yeah. course. 19 laps. Wow. You just lose your mind with wow. right-hand turns at some point. I don't know. Ugh. That's crazy. God. Too many turns. Matt used to race the 10K. That's on a track. So 25 laps. Figure. Yeah, but that's turn to the left. Turn to the left is <laughs> way easier than turn to the right. <laughs> Who turns to the right? Turning right. That's <laughs> very hard. It's very that's, difficult. You lose three running. seconds a mile when you turn to the right compared to the left. Uh, <laughs> anything else? Any triathlon news Jim for us? Bailey. No, Champ Bailey is out. <laughs> there really wasn't any triathlon news, I don't think. No triathlon news. Nothing I, that I can so. think of, no. I um, put out to the group, uh, you know, this video this week asking, you know, this is when the Kona World Championships would have happened, yes. basically. Um, when this video comes out, it would have been like a couple days prior to Kona, right? So mm-hmm. it would have been like next weekend. So normally we'd be doing our uh, triathlon takeover. Oh my God, we would be. This Today would probably be a triathlon takeover with we, our predictions and all this stuff. We'll, we'll have to this winter have a full takeover day then. I, I don't yeah. know why we would. Why would we do it? We, we're not going to do a There's triathlon no takeover. <laughs> There's literally nothing to talk about. Because, yeah, yeah we've got um, no races this winter and there's no world championships yeah. We don't think. But anyway, yeah. the video that I put out this week was uh, two videos, one for the girls and one for the guys, just talking about, like, who do you think would have won mm-hmm. had there been a race? Yeah. Um, and I kind of got some people calling me out on it. They were just like, this is a stupid question, and your answers are stupid. <laughs> like, First off, not a stupid question. It's an awesome question. <laughs> your answers were stupid, but no. Yeah. <laughs> I, I can I can kind of agree with the fact that my predictions weren't great. But no, I think I think you were right on with Patrick Lange. I think I think you were 100 percent on with Lange. With not calling him in yeah. my yeah. With, yeah, in my predictions. I think I think Lange's going to be I off. I agree off the elite one. podiums. I love Allie Brownlee as the first because Allie's going to be mad one. from last year. I Maybe. think he's mad, and that guy when he commits to wanting to win something has proven in his career he's going he to it. win it. So yeah. yeah. Um, Lionel Sanders was on my prediction list. I think that's I don't. See I love that. Lionel. I don't I, see that happening. I just don't either. I don't think Cam Worf or Lionel can do great in that race really? anymore because of Cam how Worf, fast. I actually that, think should have been swapped out with Lionel Sanders for my picks. Yeah. So my my the the the, the tough part with that prediction is that front swim pack is now strong cyclists. Which means if yeah. you're not near that front swim pack, it's going to be real hard to bridge that gap. Right. With Lance, Allie Lance, I had to step out for a second. How did we go from bike racing to this? Yeah. What happened? I, Who is this I guy? Already, I don't recognize I already, this guy. I already, I already called lead out news off, and then I just lost control oh. completely. We lost control of the podcast, Lance. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Sorry, I had to no, help we somebody. Just, lab. We were just talking about, um, you know, like the fact that the Kona World Championship would have been this coming weekend. Oh, are we talking about the videos that you put out? Well, mm-hmm. I did. I mentioned because yeah. I, like yep. I like to plug my videos where yeah. I can. And so I put out those two videos talking about predictions. Yeah. And then Evan and I started talking about. I liked your women's pick, definitely. Do you? I still a- think Lucy's going to win. Annie Hogg should have probably been in that top three. I think She's Lucy's going to win. And think, oh, I, I, didn't put, I didn't put Lucy to win. I put oh, you didn't Daniela put Lucy Reif. to win? I put Daniela. Uh, is it Reef or Oh, Reif? we're definitely going to disagree on that. My bad. I thought I thought it was Yeah. Um, yeah, but you think Lucy's going to win. Oh, absolutely. And you think Daniela's done? You think she's done? Yeah, I think she's done off the podium. And then I had Heather Jackson as my third, only to put an American there, basically. I I like Heather, but yeah. It's a bold pick. I like it. Yeah, it's a bold pick. I like it. Yeah. Cool. Jake, you know what we need for the, for the dialed cycling lab? We need a big, uh, glowing red light that says on air. Oh yeah. That we can put in the window so that people know. 
people should know that it, uh, Mondays between 11.30 and about 1 is not the time to come to Southside and laugh. We're all busy. Yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> I think but I, okay. I, it's posted up all over the place, too. It says uh, by appointment only, but people still like to come in, which is fine. Yeah. Generally is, speaking, yeah, I mean, it's good. But Honestly, it's good because if you think – I mean, this is, this is a bike shop. It's good to have – any you know people coming through and checking out stuff? Sure. Yeah, super cool. Yeah. yeah, it's all good. It's good to see people. Yes, sir. Mm-hmm. And eventually, we're gonna have you know like a stadium set up here so people can <laughs> cheer us on while we're podcasting. <laughs> uh-huh. But I just don't know. You know the grandstands. We got to figure out how to get those built up in this so. area live yeah. in front of a studio audience. Yeah. The Dial live. Podcast. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yep. I love it. Cool. Um, how about a Patreon update? Oh yeah, Patreon. No yeah. new patrons, which is fine. Because we've got some awesome Patreons, and we you know what we're going to do? We're going to support those Patreons with a little drawing today. Nice. We're going to do a drawing. What do you guys see here? Oh, draw some, it. Oh, man. We're already moving into Christmas socks. From Sock Guy. Sock Guy. And they're the wool. Sock guy, wool. Those are nice. They're those nice. Are, those are cycling nice. socks that are Christmas specific. They've got like Christmas chain, Christmas trees, Christmas bikes. It's pretty, yeah. they're pretty stinking cool. So nice. picked up a bunch of these. I figured a bunch of people are going to want them for our ugly Christmas sweater rack. I, up. I so, can tell you I want them. Yep. Mm-hmm. They look good. There's uh, three different <laughs> varieties to choose from as well. But um, we're going to do a drawing for our Patreons today. And nice. somebody's going to get a pretty cool pair of socks. So how about yep. we do this little, shake the little thing up here. All right. Mm-hmm. And who did last time, Evan? Or no, no, no. Evan's, Evan's, Evan's doing it right now. I haven't done it in at least two weeks, which there's only four of us here. So Dove, Dove, she won no, again. Wait, she. I feel. I feel like I usually pick Dove, and I swear that's not for bias, uh-huh. but she's a very are, close but, friend. But we are so biased. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> we like Dove. Well, Dove wins again. Well, she'll like those socks. I'll tell you that. Yeah. Those are cool. And she I do won't. have. And Ohio winters are much colder than here, yeah. so yeah. I do have a Dove small medium, yeah. small medium pair of socks if she needs them, or we can go the large, extra large as yeah. well. Yeah, I think yeah. small medium is. I'm pretty sure Dove's small gonna, medium. Yeah, so yeah. That's gonna be great. If you are interested in becoming a patron of the Dial Podcast, um, go to dialpodcast.com. You will see the link there on our homepage, and you can click on that and go through and set yourself up for a. Uh, patreon ranking or level that works best for you and we really appreciate that we'll probably do another drawing maybe closer towards the end of the month around halloween okay so that should be a lot of fun um but for everybody who is a patreon thank you it's awesome and it really helps out and yeah we'll keep doing we definitely appreciate because of that the support it's uh, really helpful awesome all right um our our topic for today gonna be the hot seat I don't have those fancy buttons anymore. <laughs> We're doing the, pot, the the hot seat, guys. Oh yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, yeah. We need the hot seat. <laughs> oh, the people are just they're, they're so happy about that. Good times. Cool. So, um, I'm gonna start with Lance. And oh, that's good because I either mine was gonna be like Kona picks or. I should like redo my hot seat question because we already talked about that, and I don't think we want to talk about triathlon <laughs> stuff. So, Lance, what's your hot seat question for today? Okay, uh, this question came up when uh, Jake and I were filming a YouTube video for Ooh. the YouTube channel about uh, about mountain biking uh-huh. to, to be released some point in the future. Uh, but um, we had a question that we couldn't quite answer, and I wondered what you guys thought. Why do mountain bikers wear visor helmets? That's a good question. That's a great question. Okay, so usually mountain bikers have visors on their helmets. Usually road bikers do not. What is why why do mountain bikers wear visor helmets? 
you know, it's a good question too, to ask, because more times than not, you've got sunglasses on, so it's not like you're trying to block out the sun. Um, I think that that's what conventional wisdom is going to tell you is, oh, to keep the sun out of your eyes. But I can't remember too many times that I've been riding my mountain bike where the visor that I used to have on it way back in the day actually served any like purpose. I, mean, I, got, I, had, I got a one word answer for you, Lance. What is it? Tradition. 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 Okay. <laughs> Tradition. And that's the the only only answer you need to know. This is what mountain bikers wear. And these are the this is the sock length that you're supposed to wear when you're biking. This is the sock length you're supposed to wear when you're running. Yeah. This is tradition, and you need to stick yeah, with yeah. tradition. Okay, that makes that probably makes sense because if I'm racing, I'm not wearing a visor on my helmet. It's not aerodynamic. If I'm out riding with my mountain bike buddies, I'll wear my visor helmet because so I want to fit in with the group. Yep. You know. <laughs> but it's just it's funny. I didn't know why they always did and why they didn't anyway why would you think mountain bikers wear visors on their helmets evan <laughs> the real answer is <laughs> we don't know i don't know for when that's exactly right for for when somehow an acorn falls from a tree and is gonna i don't know hit you <laughs> in the mouth and it somehow glances off the small like quarter inch visor on top i have no clue it, it does seem like somebody- it's purely aesthetic yeah, because I mean, even crashing, yeah. it doesn't make sense. Like, I mean, it's like the visor's going to help you out if you're face planning. I don't know. Would the, would somebody, the visor break a face plant? Somebody needs to please respond and, and set us straight uh, yeah. what we're missing here. Yeah, some, some very experienced mountain biker, please tell us. Might have to check with the old Google machine and see what the old Google machine has to say about that as well. But that's a really kind good question, Lance. That. that that sounds like tradition. <laughs> sounds sounds like sounds like us trying to explain like, hey, why do road cyclists always got to shave their legs? Like, uh, infection, aerodynamics. I don't know. They did it a long time ago. Well, yeah, <laughs> but yeah, I can come up with a bunch of reasons for that. And I've been riding yeah. mountain bikes for a while, and I just can't come up with a good reason why you should still have a visor on your helmet. I like there was a point in time. And I know that I come from more of a uh, cross-country mountain bike background, and more times than not, the cross-country guys aren't really wearing visored helmets. Um, but you still do see it in a lot of the all-mountain, the enduro, the downhill stuff. Those guys are still wearing visors, correct? I would think so. Yeah, you that's know. correct. Yeah. I don't know. I think you guys uh, might be onto something with that whole tradition thing. Cool. According to Google, According to Google, having a helmet with a visor can help in protecting the head and, most importantly, the eyes of a mountain bike rider in bad weather conditions. Even when the rider is on on top speed, the rain won't interfere with the sight of the rider because of the visor. It keeps the eyes and scalp out of reach of rain and snow. That is just not true. Well, and Uh, there's nothing there that's like for cycling, right? Like any sort of on the road. It's not like you're not going to have rain and all the same. I don't know. If anything, I would think. Go ahead. People, it's perfectly fine to wear any helmet while you're riding a mountain bike. I mean, as long as you're just wearing a helmet. Just wear a helmet. Please wear a helmet. Lance, you're feeling pretty good about wearing helmets on all your rides? I do wear helmets on almost all my rides. (laughs) Almost Almost, all my rides. Almost, yeah. And when you don't, people call you out. (laughs) And when I don't, I get hate mail. I get hate mail like you wouldn't believe when I don't. (laughs) That's... But that's gotta. Like, that's gotta be your favorite yeah, Instagram never. response is somebody being like, you know, Lance, wearing a helmet decreases your helmet. risk of. They don't see that I'm going like seven miles an hour, like on a dirt trail. Oh, that's just not true. I'm we know that's not true. <laughs> Evan, what's your uh, your hot seat question for us today? My hot seat question for us today 
is, and this is going back to the Giro, as Champ was talking to us earlier, if Garrett does not crash today, is he – so, for, for one, who is winning your Giro is basically the question, and that's obviously leading into if Garrett did not crash today. Because I feel like with Garrett crashing today, nobody's picking him. So Wait, I, I missed that. He crashed today? Mm-hmm. Oh, good for him. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, yeah, you missed uh, – you'll have to go back and listen when the podcast yeah. is released so, on Wednesday. On Wednesday, <laughs> yes. Dang it. Better maybe go watch the actual Giro. There was a bottle uh, dropped through a neutral zone, and he de- rode directly over it and slid out and had a bad crash and lost 12 minutes. So 12 correct. minutes? Not from the crash, but – Was it well, 12 minutes or more? It was, it was a lot of minutes. No. No, it was 12. So what happened was yeah. he crashed in, in the neutral zone before the race actually started. Mm-hmm. He stuck with the group for the whole race until it got very difficult at the very end for the final climb of the day, and that's where he lost 12 minutes. Yep. But he, he was 12 minutes down from the leaders, so he lost time on his main rival. Interesting. So- I don't know. Um Go ahead, Jake. I was going to say, so the question is, is who's going to win the Joe? Yep. Go for it, Lance. Nibali, Brandon McNulty from the U.S., Fuglesong, Kelderman. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> you have a pick, Matt? It's a big, giant question. I don't even know like who the favorites are at this point. I. You can always go with the Italian. Just go with Nibali. I think I think I think Nibbly's Trek squad is looking really strong, and he is. You think? I he's think a minute so. down. Yeah, yeah. He's it's six. He's a minute down. Stage three. He's it's got early. plenty. Of, it's so yeah. early. Yeah. Sure. Fine. Vincenzo Nibbly. That's fine. Mm. Oh jeez. Brandon McNulty would be a fool. Oh, God, that'd be amazing if we could get an American winning the Giro again. I have. He's a minute. He's a minute and eleven down in eight. Yeah. I haven't been paying attention. I haven't even like cracked yeah. the book on looking at the Giro this year. Yeah. Just said is, is uh, just for Kira's sake asking is yeah. room there or no? No. Did he he no. didn't even go to the Giro? No. Huh? His goal is going to be the Vuelta, I believe. Oh, he's okay. I think is going to be I think I think Ineos was throwing their cards behind G for the for the Giro. Kruiswick, what do we think about of course, for Jumbo didn't look nearly as dominant as they did in the tour, but that's right. also because this the is their team's not there. This right? is their B squad, yeah. It, Tom Demoulin's not there, right? I do not believe so. Because no. he no. would be a, he would be a person to pick. Yeah, I oh think yeah, I would. He's tired from I the tour. I would for sure. I would think be, be picking Tommy D if he was there Tommy over over even Nibbly. Yeah. I don't even have an answer for you. I have no idea. Yeah. <laughs> I I need to go look it. We'll up. see. We'll see as 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 the Giro progresses. Then. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Two good questions, um, no good answers, at least yeah. from this guy. Cool, Matt. Did you come up with a question? I've yet? got yeah, I've got two questions. Okay, just like that. Hit them both. Um, okay, first one, and uh, I'm gonna I want to make a video with my wife at some point on like bike maintenance, and mm-hmm. I need bike maintenance ideas from you guys. Um, so that could be something. I don't I don't want to do like change a flat. I think that's Mm -hmm. been been done so many times or whatever uh but potentially you know like i would i wouldn't mind doing something along the lines of things you should check before you start your ride um but i'm open to other ideas too like is there something else that you know that we could do where she could be on camera and be asking questions that i think normal people would ask as you kind of do these maintenance videos so idea for maintenance video to do with the wife what do you got well i you you think that 
um, changing a tire is a little too low hanging fruit. I think that there's a lot of things about changing a tire that people just don't know. I mean, they'll, they'll learn the basics, basics, but there's so there's, I can give you at least four or five good tips on changing True. a flat that are going to pay dividends down the road. They might save you some headache and they might save you some hassle. That's true. Um, but and it's kind of the most common yeah. scenario yeah. too. So, um, bike maintenance though, I would probably think like the, the next biggest thing would probably be like understanding when your brakes maybe need to be changed because mm-hmm. it's pretty important that you know how to yeah. stop. So there's that. Um, Stopping and, is good. And then not spending a bunch of money on having to buy new drivetrain components because you let your chain stretch too far or chain you stretch. let your drivetrain get too dirty. Those are big mm-hmm. culprits right there of people bringing bikes in and, oh, gee, I didn't realize that it was stretched like twice mm-hmm. as long as it should be. And, and all of a sudden I have to buy a new cassette and new chain rings now. Yeah. yeah. Those are some, some basic things. You do things. see a lot of probably neglected bikes. Oh, yeah. So yeah. Yeah. that's a good point. And generally speaking, it's because people just don't know better. And they don't even know that chains stretch. Like, oh, I've had that mm-hmm. chain on there for five years. It's not good anymore. Right. I just got that chain five years ago. No. Well, <laughs> you're riding like two or 3,000 miles a, a year. And yeah, it's it was done a long time ago. Well, I could mm-hmm. change the, we could swap out her chain too, which is probably over yeah. five years old. Yep. I mean, and so That'd she be rides her bike yeah. occasionally. And so it would be great to. I think another good one that we'll just have to watching Lance, this, this, oh, what was it? Thursday or Friday, Lance, when you were having to change out the bearings. Oh, uh, yeah. On, uh, oh, yeah, I was changing some bearings on a difficult uh, wheel that mm-hmm. we weren't exactly sure oh. how to do. And we were just, um, we, yeah. it, it worked out perfectly. It just worked <laughs> out perfectly. We just had to it be creative on well. how to get them out <laughs> Lance and loosened get them back it. in. Yeah. Yeah, Lance loosened it for sure. But that but that's interesting because there's also a proprietary tool that goes with that, which would be right. cool. And Jake's Jake's the pro yeah. at that. But yeah, that's Yep. Um do you guys have any other tips for Matt and his lovely bride to do on video? Um God, what would be a cool one? Checking the headset, I think, is a pretty Checking important. Checking yeah. Making sure that you're far and your <laughs> camera <laughs> nice and yeah, torque <laughs> down. How to how to use a torque wrench, I think, would yeah, be, be very functional. How to use a torque wrench would be good. Yeah, I do love my torque wrench. It's pretty basic, but it a lot of people yeah. you yeah. say torque wrench and they get scared. They have no so, idea how to yeah. use a torque wrench. Yeah. Yeah, that's a good idea. Also, what is a torque wrench? Because I bet a lot of people don't actually know what a torque wrench is. That'd yeah. be cool. Newton meters. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. What 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 I is do- Newton meters as a measurement? <laughs> I do think that the, I mean, the easiest, everybody has questions about changing flats and everybody has different ways to do that. That just seems like go to, to go through that process, it, it would be, it, that's, that's, that's a good one to do. Yeah. I think tires in general, like, yeah. they serve a bunch of different yeah. things that you can talk about. You can talk about looking at like uh, the wear on rim brakes. You can talk mm-hmm. about tire selection and, and what's going to be good for this time of year that we're going into versus the summertime. Um, talking about rolling resistance and proper tire pressure. There's a lot of things just in the wheels right. that you can really dig into. And I think that learning how to properly change a flat and some different things to uh, look into, I think that that's a really good place to go. All right. Next question for you, which is a little bit more technical. Can you trust your elevation data that you're getting either from your bike computer or, um, yeah, I'll leave it at that from your bike computer no. I mean, or your watch. <laughs> no, absolutely no. not. Sure. Yeah. No, we got two no's. Definitely not from the watch. Most of the time. Most of the time. Most of the time. It's, it's close-ish, but it's never right on. It's never going to be right on because most most watches or bike computers work off of barometric pressure readings. Right. And the weather can change barometric pressure readings, which uh, messes with the uh, elevation. And yep. Evan did a century ride this weekend. Mm-hmm. He, 
weather conditions should have changed in that five-hour period? Oh, five yeah, went from very uh, foggy yeah. to very sunny, yeah. cold to warmer, yeah. So I would expect your elevation data to be off. Probably. I think it had us down at like 5,500 or but something then, like that. But yeah. then Strava should correct that stuff. Should we trust, should we trust Strava? I think I think Strava think, would be the most yeah, accurate. You can because they use like a, a accumulation of a bunch of different data that's input to them from different devices, and I think that they look at like elevation maps and all do. this stuff. So yeah. I, I think that they've it's got more trustworthy. I think so, yeah, because yeah. you can hit that elevation correction. Um, something that happens pretty frequently here in the Pacific Northwest, mm-hmm. it rains, right? And when it mm-hmm. does rain, um, water will get up into that barometric pressure sensor, and, and it will basically screw you. That's really, <laughs> yeah. yeah I, I've really done rides where off. I know that I've done like 4,000 feet of climbing, and you come back and it says you've done like you know 900 feet. You're like, well, obviously that's not right. So yeah. once you get it uploaded, you, you know that you want to correct that you go into Strava and you hit the, the correct elevation hit that mm-hmm. it gives it 30 seconds and it will give you the appropriate readout so hey, cool. you, and you used to only be able to do that on a web browser based uh, Strava right. page but now you can adjust uh, that elevation right from the app that was in one of their latest oh, updates which I is did not know fantastic. that that is excellent that is huge. Yeah. yeah that's a, so yeah. four for four are saying you, don't trust your elevation data from your computer sadly it's as accurate as it can be but you know barometric pressure changes yeah and then we're all saying we we trust strava's elevation details more than we trust our computers yeah. i think so so let yeah. me ask you let me ask you a question have that you fair. have first of all have you ever gone and corrected your elevation on strava yes yes i have not i only that do it surprise me. i should have yeah. yeah i only do it if i'm like I, trying to I, get some number or something you know i don't do it very often yeah mm-hmm. lance have you i probably do it Probably twice a week, at least. Okay, no, so here, here's part yep. B to that question. You go on there and you update it, and it takes away elevation. Do you go back and revert it back to oh, the original? Absolutely, absolutely. <laughs> no, I, I don't. I just leave it. I'm oh. like, okay, that was a mistake, and I move on. So, and there are, well, it used to be a lot worse back in the time. There were um, certain devices and certain, I think, apps that mm-hmm. would um, kind of screw up the elevation. And I know of one person, I'm not going to throw out their names, that lived in Southern California, and his elevation on average would be double what it normally was. Yeah. And he loved to pound his chest about the fact that he climbed a, oh. a million feet in a year. I'm like, dude, you, you know full well. I went on a <laughs> ride with you and we did 3,000 feet and yours says over 6,000. Yeah. We did the exact same ride and I hit the elevation correction on mine. It was like maybe even dropped it down to 29. Yeah. It's like best bike computer ever. Yeah. Just yeah. So I, this one tells me. Yeah, it's like I'm setting Strava records over so, here. Yeah. Yeah, but, yeah. That's kind of funny. All right, those were good questions. I like that. Sure. Um, mm-hmm. Cool. You guys want my question? Yep. Yeah, it's Jake's. <laughs> what you got for us? Best practices for relieving oneself while out on a ride. Ooh, good question. <laughs> Can you go while you're riding and not stop? I've oh. I've never even. I mean, I've done it once, but it was during a triathlon. Does that in a count? Race. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I've I even learned how to run and pee. Which was hard. That that was that actually to continue running and pee yourself was like, cool. That that took some serious like concentration. You had to like really hone in and be I'm, like, okay, I got I got to focus for yeah. a second here. Yeah, I feel like I've done all that too. Sadly, so you yeah. can look at this from a couple different scenarios. I think it's mm. pretty obvious that if you're out in the middle of nowhere, yeah, and you've got to go, you can just go water a tree or a bush that looks a little parched, right? Yeah. So yeah, let's say you get into an area where. It's like maybe a little bit of residential, maybe a little bit of commercial, but you, there's no bathrooms around and you've got to go. What do you do? Okay, so oh. this happened to me the other day. 
I should not admit to any of this. Uh, I went back behind a like there's behind an office type building. There was a dumpster back there that was pushed up against the grass and stuff. So I was peeing in the grass or whatever, but I was covered from traffic by the dumpster area, like the trash yeah. dumpster yeah. area. That was fine. I yep. mean, oh yeah, yeah, it's very. It was very publicly. It was in a very public area. Uh huh. Um, kind of like, I think it was kind of. Uh, and I don't. I haven't been biking that far recently, so it was kind of like one sixty fourth area. So it's like lots of traffic wow. down there. That yeah. is that's but, a very public area. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it was very public area, but there was like office building, and you're around back behind that, and then there was mm-hmm. like grassy area where the dumpsters were, and so I felt like it wasn't you know gross or anything like that it was just legally though that's public urination correct yes. oh, you yeah. get ticketed for that in fact yeah and i've admitted to it on recording here so i'm gonna yeah probably hypothetically the, after the cops arrest lance at walmart they're coming for me yeah so <laughs> there's that i had a uh, oh man i can't believe i'm gonna tell this story on here because this is bad <laughs> this is real bad but um during a Matt, Matt has I'm sure been in this situation before and mm. so there there was an ohio winter that was a ton of snow one year and I was on a run and we used, I used to do neighborhood loops, but the neighborhood could loop as far as five, 10 K away from home Yeah, and had an emergency need to go. Not number one, number two mm, situation. Those are bad. And on a run, any runner here knows this is not a situation sometimes where you can, there's, there's a decision time where it's like, okay, this is, this is yeah. you're within 60 seconds of something bad happening. So I went in the neighborhood that I lived in at that time to somebody's front yard tree off to the side a little bit went there ran back home picked up a da- picked up a bag like you know like i was walking my dog sure. basically and came back and cleaned it up at least but at least that, you clean at least you cleaned up after yourself i don't even know what i would have gotten charged with from the pl- i'm sure they they just would have taken me to the clinker at that point they would have been like that's five to ten i think <laughs> at <laughs> least i think i think that's five to ten goes on your permanent record yeah <laughs> so, so uh, if if people are wait um, wait Evan, Evan poked in somebody's <laughs> front yard. Hey, Smokey. Smokey, what you doing in the bushes over there? <laughs> Lance, I think that's this. That's that's the most scared I've ever been in my life that somebody's going to walk out of their house. Never have I ever been that terrified. I don't even know what, like, how do you explain that? You can't explain it. Yeah. Like, what do you say? You're just like, you I just am say, so sorry. <laughs> no, you it. just say, do you have a newspaper or something I can read for a minute? <laughs> <laughs> uh how did you clean yourself snow snow worked great really really it, it was better than toilet paper was honestly it, refreshing? Good. it was actually very refreshing kind of usually, chilly usually a little chilly pucker up there uh, pretty puckered yep yeah, <laughs> usually it's like leaves and stuff like that yeah usually leaves do a good job not good it's not great i mean they do they do, they do as good of a job nothing. as you can do in that situation well unless it's but, fall and they're really old leaves yeah. and then that can be bad well yeah. and did then you pack yeah. it into little squares <laughs> no, but I did come back and clean it up, which I thought was the funniest part. Oh, that's rough. Well, yeah. So, yeah. did you disgust your own self when you're cleaning it up? Oh, it was terrible. Yeah. Oh. You're like, there's a sick animal in your yeah. front lawn, and I'm taking care of it. Yeah. I almost if they if they were going to come out and be like, hey, I'm so sorry, my dog pooped in your yard. Uh, I'm cl- cleaning it up now, and they'd be like, you don't own a dog. I'd be like, yeah. Okay. Right. They're gonna like, oh, wait a second. <laughs> let me let me show you the uh, the nanny cam video I have. <laughs> <laughs> My ring doorbell doesn't say. <laughs> <laughs> that is, they're like, that is not the video that we just uploaded to the internet. I so, <laughs> I so hope that that person actually has video evidence of that. So that way, if I ever run for office, you know, I'm definitely not getting elected. It'll be like, yeah. <laughs> can, can I just like come to your rescue a little bit and just say, since this is a cycling podcast, 
if runners are listening to this, they, they all understand. they all understand. And they've all been there. Yep. And the cyclists yep. are like, "What's the matter with you?" Yeah. And, no, it's very real. But runners have this problem because you're basically bouncing and jumping the whole time, and your stomach yep. gets upset very, very it's frequently. It's literally called runner's irritable bowel syndrome. Is an actual diagnosis that and, that is a thing. Yeah. What you'll you know very commonly you'll end up with diarrhea. Basically, yeah. it and is. And it's a bad situation. It's a bad situation. So if you just can't stop, and there's no stopping it. And you're in yeah. the middle of anywhere. I mean, you seriously, go. what do you do? I mean, yeah, are you going to jail because like you have something that was uncontrollable, or do you think a doctor's going to write a- you a note saying, "Sorry, <laughs> you got to let him off on this one, man"? I'm sorry, you pooped in your yard, but well, I used to have a back in Ada, which is very rural. There was a guy who I used to run with cross country all the time. <laughs> I'll, I'll even say name because he'll he'll joke about all the time. Tobias would, I mean, we would be 10k into any run, wouldn't matter the run, and he would just sprint off the side of the road. Yeah, crap in the woods and then run back. I have a friend. Every same, time. I have yeah. a friend. Same thing, and he would just like lose his socks. He would just be like, yeah, <laughs> "Those are socks. Socks are gone." <laughs> it's so socks terrible. Are gone. <laughs> uh, but that's so. And that's another follow up question. Of this with for cyclists is cyclists are obviously dealing with number one usually. Yeah. yeah. Have you ever been on a bike ride where number two becomes an issue? <clears throat> no. I've I've personally not, but that's I haven't either. You know, I've I've heard of cyclists who have had I'm sure, that problem. Because if Tom you bike every day, yeah. Does that's anybody remember? Tommy G, yeah, back yeah. in was that, like was that the tour? Ago? Yeah, that was the tour last year. No, it's probably like two or three years ago. And that, it poor, wasn't that, long and that ago. poor guy, they got it on camera. Yeah, I oh, mean, like yeah. literally, they're, they're like, "Oh no, Tommy must have a must have a mechanical. He's pulling over." And then it's, "Oh my god!" Like Phil Liggett during that is that's gold from Phil Liggett. When when Phil Liggett retires, it's going to be a top five announcing moment of his career where he goes like he goes oh oh dear oh never mind oh so oh this is rough this is rough to watch and it's like the camera's not pulling away and phil is just announcing he's just announcing tom he's like he's like oh he's having a hard time right now he's having a very bad time as tom like desperately pulls down his bib shorts to just lay a deuce right next to a sign right off the side of the road and like his team car even pulls up next to him like the guy's like jumping off like ready to get the bike he's like oh wait never mind and then Tom just pulls him back up jumps back on the bike and he's gone oh poor guy so it's terrible again best practices you gotta go there's nowhere to go that's like a bathroom yeah what do you do i mean people will tell you to hold it but i mean you get to a point sometimes where it's like all right i'm gonna pee myself we're all humans yeah yeah there's you just what do you do? If, what do if you there's do? okay, so we should throw out take the, a knee. Actually, take a knee is a great idea. I've done. I mean, you probably have cross country yeah. runners who have done that before well, races when you get the nervous pee and there's too many people in the r- line. And running yeah. shorts are great because they're yes. it's easy, but biking yep. shorts are a lot more difficult. They are to do to take the knee, but so you, you t- do the take the knee option. That's possible. You could maybe take one bib arm off. I want to throw knee, out. I want to throw out something horrible. Yeah. What if you just pee yourself? I mean. We're not, I've worse. never gotten to that point, but we're not, yeah, that's we're not a possibility. triathletes here. We're not savages. But okay. that's what I'm saying. <laughs> triathletes, right? Okay. Triathletes, if you're racing, you pee for, yourself. Yeah. You pee yourself. Are mm-hmm. you doing that on or off the bike? I'm <laughs> just going to stand there and like wipe yourself. <laughs> no. Or are you going to just do it while you're riding? You <laughs> on a group no, training you, ride. <laughs> I, I, this is a horrible conversation. We should not be having this, but I basically wait until we have a, a downhill mm-hmm. and then I stand up as stand up Ooh, and, smart. Then, and I pee myself sure. and it all goes down one particular leg. Yep. Uh, you try to do non-drive side, drive yep. drive train side. Very smart. Cause, yep. Because you really need to clean your bike as soon as possible afterwards. And it honestly happens in every Ironman race. You're not going to make it that long without no, being yourself. That's a very long time. And ago you can. Pain. And honestly, like, th- there's so many people that'll be like, just stop and use all the porta potties. That's great. I have no problem with 
my competition stopping <laughs> for three minutes at a porta potty and, so that I can get a three minute gap on the mom peeing myself. But yeah, yeah, you're gaining you're gaining time, and you yeah. should actually have to pee yourself because you should be yeah. hydrating. You absolutely should. So it's it's a horrible situation. Now, what what you're referring to is like this is just a normal training ride. And I think if you're in a situation where you're really stuck and you're really in a bad place, then maybe you pee yourself because then you can clean your you can clean your stuff and clean your clothes. You can wash your bike off. All that stuff is no big deal. Getting arrested is a big deal. Yep, I yeah. don't disagree. So I do I do have a very funny story about a French kid who I used to race with, who I think oh, yeah. I've talked about in this podcast yeah, before. Yeah, yeah. Florian yep. and I. Florian, did, did I tell the story where he just basically peed in public in Ada, Ohio? Yeah. Yeah, and during a race once, yeah, he so he he had a very bad name with the race organizers, which made our oh. team this little. We were this little rebels team of everybody over the age of twenty. The P team. Every everybody under the age of twenty five who just <laughs> made races terrible, and we had this French kid on our team that everybody hated. I loved Florin; he was great, but he at the very start of a race once, it was still new. The race was still neutral, and the the guy on the motorbike was pulling up towards the back. And Florian goes over, grabs onto the motorbike and goes, hey, I need to take a, I forget how, what, what he called, it was always some French term for I need to go take a pee. And then basically just, <laughs> he just, while riding, uses a certain technique that gets outside and was holding onto the motorbike while he was peeing. Whips out, whips it out. Whips it out, yeah. peeing out of the side. Motorbike guy did not like it very much I'm at sure. all. Became an issue the rest of the race. Somehow didn't pull him out of the race. <laughs> Florian finished second. Good day, Florian. Wow. But, yeah. <laughs> I think that I think that that's a thing in European racing, though, is they will try to I like think, Matt saying while they're on the bike, but it's very yeah. coy. I yeah. also think that your friend was probably just crazy person. He, Florian was a absolutely bit. a crazy person. Yeah. yeah, he was. Yeah, I think for me, I it's not that I have like bladder issues or whatnot. I just drink a lot of fluids. Yeah, and I know myself, and I know how my body basically wants to keep a certain balance between like how much fluids in you and how Osmotic much pressure is so, a thing. Yeah. yeah. And you're getting out there and you're, especially in like group rides and team rides where it's going to be a little bit spirited and you kind of yeah. get that flight or flight fight or flight syndrome thing going on. And it just causes you to need to pee. Yeah. I know myself, I know what I need to do to get it out, but still sometimes it's going to be an issue. So for me, it's like, know your routes and know where you can do it. Cause like if Definitely. I'm, if I'm out on a ride and, and I've got my, you know, half dozen different rides that I'll do very regularly. I can tell you every single spot that you can go and get away yeah. with it. In so, the first 20 I minutes. I used to have, like, at every race, I would know secret bathrooms to go to Ooh, before, because right before your race, you have to go to the bathroom. And yep. so I would, like, and then I would teach the younger people on my team, like, here are the secret bathrooms for this race. Yeah. Like, don't tell anyone. You can yep. tell a handful of people, but, like, you can't. Otherwise, you're in line with 100 people. Yeah. At the same time before the race, and you're either going to miss your race or yeah. poop your pants. You All know, good options. You know, the only time so far in my absolutely underperforming career as a professional triathlete that that card meant anything to me was right before Chattanooga. Yeah. I needed to pee bad. Yeah. And there was a long line before this portal. Right. Our start time was literally 30 minutes before everybody else's. I went up the line and said to everybody, I'm starting in five minutes. Do you guys mind if I pee? Walked up the line, asked everybody. They were all fine with it, except yeah. for one guy. One guy was not okay with it, and I ignored him and went anyway. <laughs> Still don't feel good about that. But, yeah, that was – sometimes no, in big fair. city races, there are not secret bathrooms. There was no, no secret bathroom no secret, in Chattanooga. Yeah, this was like Alabama. Yeah, where way different. Where there are secret <laughs> bathrooms, yes. Yeah, if you're doing a downtown criterium in a cycling race, yeah. probably no secret bathrooms. No secret bathrooms. Yeah. yeah, and if you're a group ride, team ride, 
whatever, a big ride. Yeah. Go sprint out the front and just hopefully people like Evan don't chase you down. And yeah, exactly. Yeah. I get yelled at yeah. every time. <laughs> cool. I've got one other quick question and then uh, we'll, we'll call it a, a wrap on this whole topic. Um, this stems from me having a dermatologist appointment this morning. Oh. And she's looking me over and she's like, oh, I see that you've got some, some nice tan lines on you. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, I, I ride outside. She's like, you're using your sunscreen? I'm like, yeah. She's like, have you considered wearing any uh, additional like protective clothing gear kind of stuff for this SPF you know, proof and yada, yada, yada? I'm like, hmm. eh, yeah, no, not really. But she yeah. took it upon herself to even go and like um, print out a form with this particular bike company or this manufacturer stuff and whatnot. So oh. my, question, my question is, do you guys use anything uh, above and beyond sunscreen for UV protection? No. No. And I should, because I've pale. I'm super no. pale. Yeah. And Lance, you're out there a lot. I mean, maybe we should start looking at our options. Yeah, especially I, in Utah. I've, I've I've seen them. You know, you know, like even the rides I'm doing all around here are uh, over four thousand feet in elevation, yeah. or in, in some cases get up to ten thousand feet at elevation around here. And um, yeah, it's just it's warm, and so. Even, even, you know, you can wear these white arm warmers that help protect you, uh, some protection, but I just um, haven't. Yeah, I mean, yeah. even like our bibs and our jersey, our kit, if you will, like I'll have mm-hmm. bib tan lines on my back because the jerseys are it's so true. thin and the, the sun's are. going right through them. So are we just sitting here absorbing all these UV rays and are we going to die of like skin cancer? And I've got Probably. family history of melanoma, so I need to be careful of that kind of stuff. Yeah. You know, thankfully, my appointment went well today and she said, I'll see you again in a year. And she didn't take anything off of me like she normally does. But yeah, um, I yeah. kind of worry about my nose. Yeah, I feel like that's like this spot that's just there collecting so much sun. Yep, you know, and maybe we should use thicker sunscreen. I mean, obviously, like I could go bust out the zinc strips kind of thing and just like yeah. full on look like a full on Fred. Whatever. I mean, mm-hmm. that maybe that's what I need to do. But I haven't thought about maybe like an undershirt that would cover if there's something. Yeah, like I actually started wearing uh, a base layer, even yeah, in, unless it's really right. hot outside from Castelli, just to yeah. like you know help wick away some wet and mm-hmm. it actually keeps you cool because it like that sweat that gets in there and the wind blows over it keeps hurt, you yeah. anyway yeah um i've got that but a couple spots that she told me to pay attention to i didn't even think about it. she's like the back of your ears she's like you've got a couple freckles on the back of your ears oh. and you're getting a lot of sun back there and then your neck so i don't know i was just kind of curious if yeah. you guys did anything for uv no. protection yeah i figure that might just golden brown mediterranean skin can handle it sure. i'm being very sarcastic by the way sure. on this everybody sure. does not matter what your <laughs> genetic makeup is you are still at, at, at risk gotcha cool let's call that a wrap unless anybody else has any other random questions all good, good. all right consensus good. is we're good. good we're moving on one last thing lance one last thing bud um i was just going to talk about the uh, belgian waffle ride that's happening um on the 17th of october in cedar city utah i think it's like a gravel race it's like 60 percent gravel 40 percent road there's a 130 mile option and a 85 mile option um i let's see if it actually still happens it is very rural um utah so the Rules are a little bit different with COVID restrictions, but there still will be regulations in place and face coverings we'll have to wear and whatnot. But I hear they it. haven't even re- released the routes yet. They're playing all that no, stuff pretty they, tight they, to the vest. They actually, Belgium Waffle Ride changes the route every year and they don't release the routes until right before the race. 
I do believe. Unless you pay the 200 bucks so, to go to the uh, pre-release party or right. something like that and you get the, the routes <laughs> <Something>. early. <laughs> yeah, so it's, uh, it's always a little bit of a surprise. Yeah. Nice. Cool. Good luck at that. Evan, one last thing? Um, I probably need a new bib shorts. New bib shorts if anybody knows anybody. Yeah. Okay. Are you just going to get some dialed bib oh, shorts? Yeah, definitely. Good. Definitely. Good plan. Mm-hmm. Consider yep. getting the gravel bibs. Super nice. Ooh, sure. Oh, yeah. yeah. You like even they, for the, do even they have the, the road? pocket, too. They have the extra pocket? Nice. Oh, yeah. They've got, oh, they've they've got, got extra pockets, pockets on, and on the thighs, yeah. and then they've got pockets on the low back, too. Oh, that's like extra so secret. good. Oh, yeah. I like it. Yeah. But when you look at pockets. when you look at them, nutrition, yeah. when you look at them, you don't notice the pockets on the thighs. So they're like kind of like stealthy. Yeah, they're, they're, they're pretty oh, solid. Yeah. So Definitely. your clothes got trashed in your fall ah. a little bit? Not not too bad trash, but I just need new bib shorts. Anyway. Those are going to get moved to the indoor? They're getting moved, yeah. To move down, yeah. The, down the line? I rode a, God, I had an old team jersey back in the day that had literally a hole in the back that at that yep. time I could not really afford a new team jersey, so exactly. I wore that for a season. I would just yeah. ride around with a hole in my back. That's funny. <laughs> cool. Matt? Okay, I mentioned the two Kona predictions uh, videos that are posted to YouTube. You guys can go up and check those out. Um, But this Wednesday, the day that this podcast is released, I'm going to try to time a video, which is always hard for me to do because I've got to do the work to get the video done, uh, with the announcement of this brand new watch from Polar. And it's called the Polar Vantage V2. Um, It will be announced on Wednesday the video should go live on Wednesday as well. Uh, and it's a triathlon-specific watch. It's kind of their top-of-the-line um, new triathlon watch. And it's a pretty nice-looking watch as well. Yeah. So uh, look for that video to come out that day. And, uh, yeah, it's I've swam with it. I've biked with it. I've run with it. I'm pretty excited about the video that I'm going to put together. Uh, so it should be decent. Um, and then I also will be able to compare it to a whole bunch of other watches that are on the market, uh, including watches from Garmin as well as, um, other watches from Polar. So yeah, that'd awesome. be fun. Yeah. I'm looking forward to this one. Uh, we'll see. If you, as a triathlete, mm-hmm. not having all these watches coming Every, your way to try out sure. all that fun stuff, and you're going to go out and buy a watch right now, are you going to buy yourself a Garmin or are you going to buy yourself a Polar? Or do I need to watch the video to find out? No, um, I think that's a great question. Uh, I have done a video recently comparing the Garmin um, 945 to the Polar Grit X, which the Polar Grit X is very similar to this this watch here. This one's a little bit more geared towards triathletes, but I would still lean towards Garmin. I think that they are just slightly ahead of Polar at the time that we're at right now. I hope that Polar catches up. I do feel, you know, everyone, all these YouTubers are like, I'm not biased. I'm not biased. And that's a lie because I like Polar. I like, and and it's not necessarily their devices or whatever. The people that work there are nice. They are like just super helpful with everything. And if you're reviewing these products, guess what? The people that are nice to you, you're going to have a slight bias towards that particular product. Sure. So I want Polar to do well. I want the company to do well. They're also kind of that underdog situation. Yeah. Um, but right now I think the Garmin stuff is better. So gotcha. that's what I would choose. Uh, there's also like Apple watches, which mm-hmm. I think all of us don't really even consider because they're not really active sports watches. They're smart watches, but they have some active features. Oh, wait, Lance has got himself an Apple watch. Yep. I like I the Apple good. watch. I think they're cool. They do got a lot of cool things. The yeah. knock for me and the, the deal breaker for me is the battery life. Battery life is bad. They Correct. last for like a day and a yeah. half, right? Yeah. You got about a day. Correct. That's basically. about it. Yeah. My yeah. Phoenix 6 lasts yeah. me for 10 days. Yeah. 
Super yeah, simple. Yeah, and so the Polar heart rate is it's not Apple bad, but it's not quite as good as Garmin. I would say it's somewhere in between. So gotcha. seven days as opposed to like 10 okay. to 14. So it's good. And I haven't done official testing, which I will, because I'm going to review this watch for Wednesday, but then I'll also do a 100-day video, kind of like I've used this for 100 days. Sure. Here's what I think now. So I will do like a more in-depth battery test and kind of compare it to Garmin. Right now, this one's doing really well. I haven't really charged it up much, and I've had it for at least half a week or so it's at 50%. So I think that that's reasonable. Um, I still probably give the edge on battery life to Garmin at this point. Gotcha. So yeah. When are you and your buddy DC Rainmaker going to do a collab video? When he goes to visit his brother in Seattle. Oh yeah. Cool. So whenever that happens, we'll <laughs> get together and do something, but it may never happen because he's got 200,000 followers and I have a couple. I have, did you, you know, crack 4k? You guys, yep. not yet. If you, you got like 4,000, almost. Almost 4,000. If you if you do a video with him, what what kind of boost do you think you would get out of that? I don't know. I put, yeah. It might not be much. I mean, for those I just want to do it because I think it would be fun to do it with him. For those that don't know but do know who DC Rainmaker is, he's been commenting on Matt's yes. videos. Uh -huh. Yeah. Ray from DC Rainmaker has been uh, checking out my videos and following, and he'll say funny stuff, uh, which is good because he's actually pretty hilarious. He just has a very yeah. dry sense of humor. When he's on camera, yeah. And yeah. I actually really like him quite a bit. I think he's fun to follow. Yeah. He actually puts out- He's a pretty um, big fanboy of yours, I think. I, I, yeah. I like his stuff too. <laughs> um, I'm more of a fan of his than he is of mine. We'll say that because he's, kind of he's kind of a star. But he puts out like, you know, he's putting out like- three to seven videos per week and i'm putting out one yeah but he's probably got an editor out. he's but probably got a production team he's probably yeah. got like he, a, he just has to sit behind it, a camera and do reviews he he probably has an it's editor. also his full-time job too. it's also his right. full-time job that's all he does but he also has yeah. three kids yeah. so he's yeah. got he's got three girls i think yeah so that takes up what two three hours a week yeah. right uh -huh. kids kids don't take up any time <laughs> me, me and matt were just talking we about that <laughs> we have no idea cool Thanks, Matt. Yep. Uh, my one last thing is uh, two one last things. One's going to be kind of for, <laughs> for, for me, and one's going to kind of be for dialed, we'll call it the team. So mm -hmm. we'll start with the team one first. We've got Bikes for Kids stuff coming up. We've talked about Ooh, that. We've mm -hmm. got That's a good one. The, our ugly Christmas sweater ride coming up on okay. December 5th, which will be the first Saturday in December, um, if I'm incorrect on that date, but I'm pretty sure it's the 5th. Sure. Um, so we just – we just partnered up with tangent coffee roasters who is a local mm -hmm. coffee company and i think we mentioned this last week and we've got it all set we've actually got bags of coffee down here at the lab and tangent coffee roasters is going to be um, supplying us with all kinds of coffee as much as we need and we are selling coffee and all 100 percent of the proceeds are going to our bikes for kids so i can think we crunch the numbers and i think if we sell 60 bags of coffee which isn't a big ask because i've already sold about 15 in the last week um, if we sell 60 that will buy a kid a brand new cannondale bike it will buy them a a brand new Jiro helmet and it will buy them a brand new bike lock wow. and we will do all the boards oh, ourselves. Nice. So that's kind of a cool little way for us to uh, raise even more money. We'll, we'll have our GoFundMe campaign for it. And there's going to be a couple of little things that we're going to try and do as well. That will be cool little uh, fundraisers. So I, it smells just a little bit like coffee in the lab here and it's fantastic. It smells so good. It smells nice. Yeah. <laughs> I just want, I want, I want decaf. So I'm going to, I will ask them for you. I have high hopes. Yeah. I don't know if they do or don't, but I will definitely ask. And if they, uh, I think somebody else asked me about that as well. Oh, really? So okay. if they have that, I'll definitely get you some. Um, the other one last thing for me personally, well, it's kind of almost a me and Lance thing. 
we made another video. So like oh, yeah. I said last week, we'll put out our new video. And we had our new video come out last Wednesday, which was the day the, the podcast was released. And that was for our um, Alpine Challenge e-bike deal. Um, we're still kind of working out little kinks. You kind of learn these things as you go, like different settings and, yep. you know, camera settings to microphone settings and putting it all together. I mean, it's a long process. It is a pain in the butt. Yeah. It's fun, <laughs> and I love all this stuff, but there's so many little tiny things that can change things dramatically. So anyway, uh, we're going to be putting out our next video this week, and it should, fingers crossed, because I've got most of it done, come out about the same time as the podcast on Wednesday, and that will be our review of the BMC 4-stroke 012. So, That's a nice little, uh, nice little ride, nice yeah. Whip there, yep. and Matt actually helped us with that as as well. We uh, got a little bit of he footage, on video. Our, yeah, that Matt came out and helped us out with, which was a lot of fun. I have a question for you: Is your yep. plan to put out videos on a certain like regular basis, like once every other week or something? What's the plan? Um, or you? Don't I, know. I know you. You told us to start like small, like maybe every every other week, and then kind of well, don't, don't listen to me, man. I well, don't know no, just about. so that you can give them more as opposed to taking away. I think um, at least through the winter and, and into the spring before things kind of get crazy nuts again, I think our goal is going to be to put out one a week. Lance and I have finished, how many is it, Lance, six? I think We've it's done six. Six yeah. videos. And then I'm going to have to... Go ahead. I'm going to have to make a trip home so that uh, me and Jake can film a few more videos. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I have yeah. to run around, run through there so that we can keep up with it. Yeah, we finished four in the, the last two days before Lance checked out. Um, so that's going to give us a little bit of – or buy us a little bit of time. And we did a few more before that too. So I think it was six. And then I've got some smaller ones, um, kind of like talking about the, the stuff that you were talking about with like changing a flat. Just some Ooh, like simple little things. stuff. So I'm excited um, about that. You know, I just want to have like, hey, here's a quick tip on this. And there's like the, the – standard way to do it and then here's a couple different ways to skin that cat and just to give people a little bit more depth and and, and make them think about it in a different fashion so that it's just not a situation where like oh, crap i shouldn't have done that because it did this so if i can help people with that then that's the plan that's awesome so, i'm excited yeah. about that yeah it should be fun and i know there's a million, million of them out there but we want to have people have a place where they can go and just have that be a resource and it's stuff that we can use on our website and so on and so, forth. so if you guys do want to check that out they can go where youtube.com uh yeah dialed cycling look search for dialed cycling, cycling on YouTube. yeah I, well and I, I don't think we actually have enough followers yet to actually be able to get i think you have to yeah. hit 100 it's 100 yeah, yeah. and I, I, we've probably got like 30 or so, 40 or something like that so if you guys are listening to this you should subscribe but in addition to that there's the notification thing that you need to turn to all because otherwise mm -hmm. it just defaults you to personalized which means they're going to randomly send you some notifications yeah uh you want to switch it to all so that you'll be notified of whenever jake posts new videos yep mm. So that's important. Yeah. And Get I think it. we're going to be doing some videos gotcha. for Evan too, but stay tuned for that. Mm -hmm. so. Yeah. Cool. All right. Well, that I think is a wrap. Thank you again, guys. Mm -hmm. Hope you uh, have a great rest of your week. Lance, safe travels, bud. You still there? I'm still here. All Thank right. you. I think your video cut out, but we're staring at Lance over video like Matt was saying <laughs> earlier, but we can hear him. So uh, we will see you soon. Good luck at your race in three weeks and then your gravel grinder whatever you do with the Belgian waffle ride in two weeks, I think it is. And hopefully we'll see you back yeah, in town sooner like than that. later. So, cool. And to everybody listening, thank you. everybody listening, thank you again. We will see you next week. Bye for now. <laughs> <laughs>